You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode will explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. And today I have got Aaron Hunt with me. Now, before I introduce Aaron, I'm just going to remind everyone that my Build Your Personal Brand on LinkedIn program is up and live and you can get it through the relevant website. Now, Aaron, Aaron is on the other side of the world. He's up in America and he is a personal brand photographer. And when he's not taking pictures and making sure that everyone's nice and comfortable in front of the camera, he is the founder of Brand Hero Summit and your personal brand podcast which is in the top 100 isn't it yeah yeah it's um you know it goes in and out but yeah five countries it's hit the top 100 so it's it's uh pretty happy about that i'd be pretty happy about that too (laughs) thanks for joining me aaron so can you just introduce yourself a bit more give a bit more depth than uh your to my audience yeah, yes. Yeah. So I am a personal brand photographer and, and a lot of people that I run into are like, really, that's all you do? That's uh, and yeah, it is. I I spent 25 years in industry leading different corporations and, and sort of, you know, building their their pro, you know profitability and, and efficiencies. And I just really wanted to start using my love of photography to help businesses in a different way. So I work with small business owners to and individuals to, to really build their personal brand so that they can reach a larger audience and ultimately make more money. Can we talk about how you were you were in a fairly corporate role for 25 years yeah. to suddenly switch in 2018 to a very creative role? What what was the switching point? What what happened? Well, it, it wasn't a sudden switch, actually. It's been a gradual transition, but you know, my role in corporate really is I started as an industrial engineer. So I I think one of the things that maybe made me successful in all my different leadership roles was my creative problem solving and just the creativity that I used in general. And so, you know, I've, I feel like most of my corporate career, I was just fighting against the urge to be too creative, right. To, to still have to fit in a little bit. Uh, but that extra creativity really came in handy. I, I, you know, was huge into art and theater growing up. I've always had a camera, you know, around. I, I could never afford a good camera growing up. So I think that's really what, what reignited my love of photography in 2013 um, was when I finally bought a, a, a proper professional camera. I was sort of like just all of a sudden things came rushing back. But it's been a very gradual transition. And and in fact, this is probably the, perf- the the first public mention of it, but I, I've been a director at a regional health system for about five years still. And, and uh, just I just yesterday said, hey, uh, I'm not going to do this next year. So it's uh, it'll just be all photography next year. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Um, you made a comment there about, you know, you weren't fully in photography for a while because you didn't have the right equipment. But I'm a firm believer that the equipment is secondary to it because some people can take a good picture and some people just cannot take a good picture. Can we talk a little bit about what it is that was your job as a photographer? Like I know because I love working with photographers, I know that personal brand photography is really important, but can you just tell the audience a bit more about what it is you're looking for when you're working for someone? Yeah. So um, just to clarify the, the the equipment statement, basically, you know, what I had been shooting up until 2013 was the equivalent of using your cell phone. Um, you know, so I, I think for any type of profession, there's there's a certain level of 
you know, technical expertise that you might need to have. Uh, and uh, especially if, if there are those kind of things involved. And so when I made my switch, actually, I didn't buy the most modern camera. I bought a film professional camera and I shot film until 2018 uh, and just started really honing my craft that way. Um, photography, there is some creativity to it, but I think the creativity can be learned. I, I think it's one of those things there's, uh, I don't know who originally said the quote, but you need to learn the rules to be able to break the rules. I think anything, if you get into a discipline and a practice, whether it's a sport, whether it's, uh, whether it's coaching, whether it's, I mean, any type of career, even engineering. Uh, when I was, I was doing a lot of electronics engineering early in my career, you, you had to practice learning how to repair televisions and DVD players and stuff. And you, you knew that every once in a while you were going to fail and it was going to cost the company some money, but that was the way you got really good at it was doing this practice. So, you know, in 2013, when I bought a, a, you know, a really nice camera, I started practicing, you know, shooting film again. And some of the first roles, there were no usable pictures, right? It's just the way it turns out. And I made some mistakes. I, I, you know, there was a travel mistake where, uh, I had actually shot, I wasn't at the world cup, but I was in Italy during the world cup. And I had shot two different groups of fans uh watching their national teams in italy so it was, it was a really cool experience right um and i had some specialty film that i'd taken with me specifically for the idea that maybe i could you know catch some some uh and, and the goal was english nationals in rome and argentinian nationals in rome uh to do those photos uh and it was just a brutal trip back things got delayed there was all kinds of problems and on the very last scanning at jfk airport i forgot to pull the film uh from my travel bag and all of those photos were were erased by this this the x-ray scanner so um so you know there were plenty of failures along the way but when you start having those failures then it starts giving you the skills and the ability to see some of the other things so that you know, on my most recent shoot in New York, you know, I was working with a lot of other photographers as well. And when they saw the images that I came away with, they're like, how do you come up with this stuff? You know, and eh, I <laughs> just, I've been doing it a while. I've been experimenting and I've been, been, you know, trying different things. So I, there, maybe there is a certain amount of just natural, you know, vision, but I think it's the, the repetition and the learning the rules and, and, just doing the practice and shooting on a consistent basis that leads you to the, you know, to that, that higher level of performance. And it's actually what I'm looking forward to most in 2021 is just having the freedom to creatively explore things that, that don't apply to my branding clients, you know, and then, you know, eventually those will lead back into a shoot at some point, right? There'll be the spark of inspiration. Be like, Ooh, I remember that one January when I was doing macro photos out in the wilderness in the snow. Right. And we did this, this would fit well for this client. And that's sort of how most of my career has been. I've always experimented with things that are a little outside of my core job. And then ultimately at some point, some of those find their way back in. So I know that was a long meandering answer, but yeah, but I'm going to disagree with you. Cause I don't think everyone has it in them to be able to take a good picture. Okay, well, that's. Uh... <laughs> I, I I totally get where you're coming from. Like, you know, everything is about repetition. I'm, you know, lessons learned, failures, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just, you know, like you just said, you were in New York, and some of the other photographers were like, "Where are you getting these pictures from?" And they're in your field as well. It is very creative. Like I, 
I'm always super impressed when you work with a really good photographer. And I've seen a lot of your images. Like it's about the personality coming through. I think if you're a landscape photographer, yeah, you know, you've got the weather is either for or against you, or maybe you want moody weather. I if you're in Scotland, you're definitely going to want moody weather. Um, you know, you can probably learn that a bit easier and you've got more kind of control over what you do. But with people, well, I think that's a, I think that's a real skill. I personally do. So I think what you're doing is not easy and can be learned particularly well. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, you know, maybe it's sort of like professional golf. You know, you can learn the game, but maybe you can't play it at, at, at a certain level. So. A hundred percent. Plus, it's not just uh, being able to take pictures behind the camera. A lot of what you do and what other personal photographers do is actually making the person on the other side of the camera comfortable, because that, I think, is a bigger challenge. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, one of the things as as I got to the point where I started focusing just on personal branding, I, you know, I've, I've developed a, a process to to, to get good photos of you. You know, it's it, you, you need to be comfortable with your photographer. And I've shared this story on my blog before, and, and some of my process has changed because of other failures. And not that we always need to fail, but, you know, it's, it's a really good teacher when it happens. And this failure wasn't, it's not like the photos were bad. They just weren't what I hoped to do for this individual. Uh, and we had done a destination shoot. We had traveled to a historic location in Florida because it fit their brand. Uh, it's a place that they visit on a regular basis. But you know, there were parts of my process that they just didn't feel like they needed to do, like my branding questionnaire and, and really doing something like, ah, it just seemed like a lot of work T to literally when I was getting on the plane to head down there, I'm like, I still don't have a hundred percent clear plan of what we're trying to do here because th the individual hasn't given me enough information. And, um, you know, they wore the wrong clothes. They were, they were nervous that, um, and it was, it was one of the most uncomfortable shoots I've ever done in any situation. And it, prompted me to say, you know what, I'm not even going to book a date with somebody until they do that questionnaire. Because the questionnaire is sort of gives me some of the insight into who you are as a person. It allows us to start having a, a discussion on a on a much more, um, you know, relational level to the point where we start developing this trust and this confidence in each other. And then as the the subject, you understand why you're doing these photos, like you get a very clear picture of like, this is what we're trying to do. And so most of those nerves now go away. It's not about you getting your camera, your, your, your photo taken or being on camera. It's about you creating marketing images or you creating, you know, uh, some other type of, of product that allows you to contribute more and make a larger impact in the way that you do it. And when it gets to that point, now it's, it's not about, oh, I don't want my picture taken. It's the excitement about like, I can't wait until these photos are done because then I can do this. Then we'll be able to do this. Then we can launch this. And since I made that switch, I mean, every, um, you know, every, every shoot has just been, you know, it's been fun. I mean, it's been, you know, borderline amazing. And it feels like, you know, I, uh, it, you know, I enjoy it. You know, you love it when your clients are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the one client, I, I loved it because she, she like instantly, we, we left the gym. She's a fitness coach and instantly she's on Instagram. Like I just came out of this photo shoot and I, you know, she was basically, you know, she's like, dang, I look good. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it, uh, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. It's, it's part of why I do what I do because I love people to see, to see themselves quite frankly, the way I do. I mean, I, I, there is so much beauty in every person on the planet that if I can capture part of that and let them see it, 
it just, um, I, I feel like my job is done. I love that. That's really beautiful because a lot of the time when I'm working with clients and I'm scheduling personal brand shoots for them, it's very much about their audience. It's a lot less about them and them feeling good and a lot more about who they're trying to attract and making sure that they've got their face, they look friendly, that their logo, because I talk about faces being logos all the time, is on show because you're never off anymore. You know, you might be at home in your pajamas or, you know, at the gym in your trackies and you are still showing up online, whether you like it or not. It's whether you like what it is that people are seeing and is it a true representation of you. Because technically speaking, uh, I know a lot of the world is still in lockdown, but when you show up and catch up with someone, you don't want to feel duped because that person doesn't look like the person you've seen online and we're all doing it like we all search each other online we're checking instagram we're checking linkedin we're making sure this person is real i think that um photography is so important for that so it's nice to hear you talk about getting that person comfortable and them seeing themselves like others are seeing them which is just lovely yeah and it's um it's funny you you mentioned that because you know, we can really develop good relationships virtually at this point, you know, if, if you do it the right way, if you're willing to be transparent, or if you're willing to be who you really are. And, you know, one of the things that frustrates me about when people reach out to me about personal branding, they're like, well, isn't this just like renting Lamborghinis and, you know, making it look like you're better than you are? I'm like, no, right. It's literally about showing who you really are. And there may be some aspirational things that, you know, so I, I don't know if I've had any clients use any of the cars that I rent, but when I travel, I like to rent a nice car, um, you know, and so sometimes it's a Corvette, sometimes it's a Mercedes, sometimes it's a, you know, uh, and then I, I chauffeur, um, you know, clients around in those as we're doing the shoots. So it depends on the person is, is really de decides the car, but it wouldn't be bad to show that car, um, you know, in their feed, as long as it's in the context of, hey, this was the car from our photo shoot, right? Or whatever it is, you know, it's because it, it does build your brand. You've invested in those photos. Um, you know, you've paid a little bit for that card as, as well, right? So it's, it's, I don't see a problem with that, but it's not about like, hey, check out my, you know, my new ride and it's not your car. Uh, so it, it definitely is, how do you get very transparent with that? And actually a really good friend of mine at this point, we still haven't met in person. We've tried three times and it's been foiled um, a couple times by COVID, but it's just, you know, we, we actually feel very close to each other. And uh, for two years, all we've done is, is, you know, talk weekly on, on Facebook and LinkedIn. We send each other videos. Um, I, I think at this point we've sent each other little gifts because we've gotten to know each other at that point. I mean, to the point where even at one point he sent me pictures of a sunset because he knows how much I, I like um, sunsets, uh, you know, ocean sunsets. It's one of the, my favorite things to shoot when I'm traveling uh, just for myself. And he's like, hey, I know you would like this. And it's like, you know, it's you really can get to know somebody even just this way. Oh, completely. I mean, um, well, we met online um, yeah. through LinkedIn and through mutual connections. Well, actually not through mutual connections. We found out we had them afterwards. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was part of a mastermind, which was in America. And some of them are like my closest friends now. Like we talk on a very regular basis. So, yeah, look, we're in a global world now. Like we have been for a long time, but I think we've been everybody has been pushed into it now and we have to accept that so it is about turning up online as you want to be seen and i think that's more important than it ever has been right yeah absolutely now 
I want to ask you a bit more about the Brand Hero Summit. Where did that concept come from? How did you put it together? Tell me all about it. So that came from, you know, basically started at the beginning of this whole COVID lockdown. I had 12 trips planned in 2020. Uh, I had, uh, by the end of March, I think I had 14 photo shoots that had either been canceled or postponed. And, uh, or end of April, rather. And I just, I spent all of April just trying to connect with as many people as possible. I mean, even famous people. I mean, everybody was home, right? And so it was amazing the people that you could reach out to uh, and and get an audience with, even if it was just for 15 minutes, even if it was like, hey, I'm doing this this live thing here. Why don't you just come to this? I'm like, okay, great. Uh, and so there were uh, 45 different people that I'd sort of put on my list that I wanted to connect with um, in some way to learn from them, to, to basically you know, figure out how I could, you know, understand some of what they're doing, if there's any way I could serve them. So that was April. And then in May, I started thinking, you know, I haven't been able to find anybody really who's doing like an event. There are all kinds of, of, you know, summits and events popping up at that time because everybody was starting to go virtual. Like there was nobody doing an event that was just around personal branding. I, I really couldn't find too much. You know, Chris um, Ducker does the brand use uh, conference uh, or, uh, or, there, there's a, he has a he has basically it's basically a personal branding conference in London every brandpreneur, year. Brandpreneur, yeah, yeah, brand. Youpreneur, youpreneur, youpreneur. That's it. Yeah, I'm like I know he's in there somewhere. Um, I, and I couldn't remember what it was, but the so that was the closest thing that I knew of, and then that was also basically either canceled or transitioned to virtual. And so I just said, you know, I like what would be the ideal conference that I'd like to see. And then I tried to round up a few of the people that I respect to, to do it, you know, and it's like, hey, somebody needs to do this. And I, I sort of feel like they all sort of cornered me because I, I three or four people on the same day, like, hey, you know, we've been talking like you've reached out to a lot of us. You just need to do this. You have the network. You, you know, um, I'm like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and so but but that's how it started. And I said, OK, well, and so I started making my list. And said, well, I need 20 to 30 people. And I thought I had a list of 10 that would definitely say yes. I'm like, well, let me run this by them. And I said, I'll do it all in one day. And literally all 10 of them said yes, you know, most of them within minutes. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing it. And then, so then from there, it was just, you know, sort of reverse engineering. Like, what were the summits that I saw that I felt worked well, that were put together the right way, that, um, you know, I, as you say, it's a global market that we're in. And I, I've worked in 12 countries. I love to travel. I, and I said, well, I, I need something that, you know, how do I put this together so that it's, it's available wherever you are in the world? Like I didn't want to have it on a schedule that was based on Eastern time zone or something like that. And so I, I just basically put together a model from some of the best things that I'd seen and, you know, built out the system myself, did 29 other interviews. Uh, I, you know, had a small team of people who were doing the editing and working on some of the transcripts and some of the other stuff. Uh, one of my VAs came up with a great set of marketing images. So, so uh, that worked out really well. And then ultimately we had 800 people attend the, you know, something that I just sort of put together and said, Hey, we, we need to do this. And um, uh, so it, it was good. It was, uh, we had a lot of fun and, and it was a nice mix of people. It was, you know, there was a few photographers. I think the biggest problem I had early on was everybody assumed it was a photography conference. And so I had all these photographers who wanted to speak and I'm like, I, I have enough photographers. I, I, uh, and I basically had the mindset of, I didn't want more than three people in any one category. 
just to make sure we had a nice diversity on personal uh, personal branding. And so I had some coaches, I had some stylists, I had copywriters, um, you know, just I, I had a, a nice assortment of people and it was it was uh, pretty awesome. It was really good. I was one of those 800 people that, um, yep, that watched that. Um, I dipped into quite a few of them because it was over three days from memory. It was like 10 people a day, basically. Yeah, and it was fantastic because I was just watching them at my leisure um, during the day and then they would disappear and then I'd get the next lot. So I I loved it. I loved the concept. I thought it was really easy to consume um, because I think you're right. There's been so many virtual um, conferences, summits, events in the the last 10 months um, that we're kind of a bit overwhelmed with them. And some of them have hit the mark and yours is one of them just with, I think, with the format, it was very easy to digest, whereas some of them are just, I find, too intense. So um, I was really impressed. But my next question is, will you be doing it again next year? And if so, will it still be virtual or are you going to take it in person? Yeah, the um, so, you know, God willing, yes, we plan on doing it next year. Uh, I, most of the people who were on it this year have already um, expressed that they're interested in being part of it next year. Uh, so I, timing, I'm still trying to figure out if, if September was the right time. Uh, or if October might be a little bit better, or maybe even January. So I, I don't know exactly the timing. I'm going to do a little bit of studying on that early in this this uh, 21, just to figure out what the right thing is. We may expand it a little bit. Uh, towards the end, I started getting a lot more people that were interested. So I, I, I may add a few more people. I don't know if I'll expand the days more or not. It's just, but yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, and then the other thing, um, it, it will be virtual in 21 for sure. Just, I I'm coming from the healthcare field. And so I, not that I'm a clinical person, not that I have any more knowledge than, than, you know, at least not much more than most everybody else, but I'm not confident that we're going to be 100% ready to do an in-person event. And so I don't want to plan one and put the investment into that and then either have to throw something together virtual at the last minute or just postpone it. And so for 21, I, I the next one will still be virtual, but then after that we could, you know, it's definitely it'd be cool to, to be able to to do some in-person stuff. I thought it was fantastic. I will be tuning in anyway. Definitely if it's virtual, because it's a little bit hard for me to get there um, yeah. from here and down in Australia. It's it's hilarious, though, because, you know, um, we've got no idea down here. It's not actually hilarious. It's just we're living in a bubble. We've got no idea how difficult it is because we have in-person events here, especially in WA, because we've had no yeah. community spread. So, yeah. You know, this week alone, I was at a breakfast with 500 people in a room, right. and that's just the norm. So, um, maybe a yeah, it's it's a question that's perhaps um, from people listening outside of WA a bit like, why would you ask that, Megan? Obviously, it'll be virtual, but <laughs> we're just in such a bubble here. I've got no concept of what it's really really like out there. Yeah, I, I have a contact in, in northern Sweden as well. And she's like, I really don't understand what all of the why why are you guys doing all of this stuff? You know, like we've just had our normal summer. And I'm like, Yeah, well, I I, I should have come to, to Sweden this year, it sounds like. So but Yes. Oh it's just it's crazy everywhere. So what's next for you, Aaron? I you know, I'm gonna probably stay on my same path of, you know, I, I I have a lot of, um, don't have a lot. I have a handful of recurring clients. Uh, I'm going to focus a little bit more on that model and how do I develop even a deeper relationship with the clients that I'm serving. Uh, what I've found is, you know, the clients that started hiring me multiple times a year, 
like our photos just started getting better and better and better and their businesses started growing more and more. Uh, and so even their staff becomes more excited and it's just like, you know, I, so when I said, well, how do I make this happen? And the pandemic, you know, my, probably the, the client who uses me the most, she sort of had a little bit of a panic because she's like, okay, my revenue has been down, but I have a new office that I'm going to open. I have this other launch that I'm doing. I really need two or three photo shoots over the next couple months, but I just don't know that I can afford that. Uh, and so I said, well, let me think about this. And then I just looked and I said, well, you normally do four, maybe five shoots a year. Why don't I just give you a monthly price for four shoots over the next year? And if you just want to use two or three of them in the first three months, I'll that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, we've been doing business long enough that I, I, I'll be willing to do that for you. Um, and then, you know, so that started and then other people heard about it and, and I mentioned it on the podcast. And, and uh, so that's sort of the model that I'm starting to run. I think it makes it a little bit easier for most businesses instead of laying out for a professional photo shoot, you know, once a quarter or, or however often they're doing it. And if you're posting on social media on a consistent basis and you're doing that, you're going through a lot of images. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that, but I'm also just going to work on some creative stuff. Uh, the, you know, there are some photography techniques that I want to experiment with. Uh, some of them I have no, have no idea how they apply to branding, but some of them I'm like, man, I could, if I could do this kind of photo this way and be confident to do it sort of on the fly, then, you know, I could do a composite shot for, for a client potentially and, and just create some images that, you know, really catch your attention. I, you know, it's, it's sort of the stop the scroll type of images. How do we, how do we come up with those? And I can do so much of it by doing self portraits and doing concepts myself and testing them out. Um, but sometimes it's just the idea of, I want to be able to get a certain look uh, for the environment that the, that the person might be in. And, and then, you know, using the magic of Photoshop and other things, I can combine two or three or four or five photos together to create an image that, is sort of real like everything was actually there but it couldn't actually happen in real life yeah so. oh fantastic that sounds really interesting i love that i love the subscription model that you're thinking of going to as well that's what i have with my photographer here in perth he um he does something very similar and it's it's good because i need constant content you know especially my my gin pictures every friday um <laughs> So there's always a lot of drinking when he comes over. Um, so we, we get all that together. But if you don't have that reoccurring event happening, it's very easy to just let it slide. And the next thing, especially for women, the next thing I've got blonde hair and my pictures don't actually work anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, I, th I think that's the thing is that, you know, the clients that I am working with, what they like about it is, is that they get a monthly reminder that like, hey, you know, you're, you know, you're paying for this. Uh, and and it eliminates most of the aggravation of trying to schedule your next photo shoot, right? Because the, the contract's already in place. They're already, um, in fact, you know, with my payment, it's just an auto draft. So it just, you get a notice a couple of days before it's going to come out. It just gets paid automatically. You don't even have to think about it, but you do get the reminders like, hey, you still need to schedule photo shoots. And then all, you know, most of them just send me a text and like, hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, great. And then because I've already done the assessment, I know their brand, I yeah. can start coming up with some ideas and then just send them a, an idea of potential shots and like, hey, what's something like this? You know, how do these things sound? And, you know, usually it's like, wow, I, I love it. I don't know if we can do all those. I'm like, I don't either, but we'll just we'll give, give it a try. And sometimes it's like, eh, I was thinking more like this. Okay, great. And then I'll come up with a new shot list. And Love so it. it does make it a lot more convenient. And, 
in some ways it forces them to do the thing that they know that they need to do, which is to have, you know, relevant, you know, up-to-date photos for their business. Yeah. And look, that is the absolute benefit of working with a professional on your photos. I think that there's lots of things that you can DIY yourself. Um, and still uh, any picture or headshot is better than like a, a blank icon on your LinkedIn. But yeah, it's something it's totally worth investing in <laughs> is, you know, someone who can actually guide you and get the best out of you. Like, honestly, it's money well spent. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think so. Uh, yep. You know, and actually, that's been one of my biggest frustrations is that I have struggled to find a good brand photographer to do photos of me. Uh, I had somebody I was working with. And then because we're in different parts of the country, uh, we haven't been able to get together. And I was hoping to get some stuff done when I was in New York. But uh, the schedules were just too packed. And I was too focused with other people's photos. Um, you know, sort of the old, you know, cobbler's kids have no shoes right so oh always uh, so i've been doing a lot of you know uh, self-portrait and concept stuff so it's uh, i am looking forward to getting another brand shoot done myself uh, and that's that's how much i value it so fantastic well i'm going to put all of your links down on the show notes um if anyone who is listening or watching you definitely need to check out some of aaron's blogs um, i find your blogs brilliant i think they're really well constructed and i get a lot of value out of them um and he's got a great podcast as well. And hopefully next year we'll all be able to tune into Brand Hero Summit as well. Before we go on that, though, I've got one more thing about Brand Summit because I was, I absolutely loved when you were announcing the different speakers, the different superheroes that appeared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that is that your thing? Is Are you into superheroes? I am not, right? And so, it, you know, it came from the idea of, you know, when I started looking at when I got the first 10 people and then I, I think it was number 12 or 13, it might've been 12 and 13 because those numbers are sticking with me. Like when I look through like those first 12 or 13 people, like most of them were people that I had looked up to for several years. Uh, and it was the idea of like, man, these are almost like bringing my branding heroes together. Right. It's like, and like, I couldn't get the idea out of my head. Uh, and so then I sort of went back to all of the first people who had committed and like, Hey, so if I wanted to go this route and turn everybody into a superhero, like, would you be okay with like, 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 I don't want you to dress up. I, I just like, I'm going to hire a graphic designer, right. And take your likeness and basically turn you into the superhero of your choice. Um, would that be okay? And I'll just use it for marketing or something. And they're like, yeah, that would be cool. And then it completely changed the name of the summit and everything else. And so I, it was just, it was an idea that was in my head and I couldn't shake it. And what I've learned over the years, even in business, right. Is that when, when this idea grabs hold of you and, and it, it won't leave, you, you need to act on it, right? There's something about that. Uh, and, you know, so even if people thought that the superhero thing would have been corny, it, it shows a little bit of my personality and creativity. And so it, it would have been inauthentic to not pursue it. And, and I think that's the, the, the important thing to figure out. And uh, no, and it, you know, it ended up being almost like the gift to the speakers because they all loved them so much that uh you know many of them said like man even if i wasn't on it just to, to be drawn as like because they i think the artwork was really well done oh it was uh, fantastic and and uh and most of them were just blown away and uh, by how you know it wasn't like a caricature really it was like we're turning them into iron man and wonder woman and batman and it looked sort of like they were drawn in a comic book uh, and, uh, with, with very realistic details and, and, uh, everybody, everybody loved their superhero images. So yeah, thanks for asking, but it, it, like, I'm not into it. I'm into, I'm, I'm in, well, you know, 
I'm into outdoor stuff. I'm into motorsports uh, and and nature. Uh, so no, I like I I can't even get through all of the the, the superhero <laughs> movies and stuff. I just you know, but it it felt like the right thing to do. Oh, I absolutely loved it. And my Instagram over the, the couple of weeks in the lead up and then during it, my Instagram was just flooded with superheroes. I loved it. <laughs> I, I knew what it was that they were talking about or what it was referring to. Every time I saw a superhero, I was like, oh, they must be on the summit as well. So I thought it was brilliant. Genius. <laughs> it was yeah, great. Well, it's, good, it's good to hear that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And, and uh, we'll obviously do it again next year. And, and uh I don't see any reason to give up that brand at this point. And uh, so, yeah. And, and actually it has carried over into my photography business because now, you know, my subscription clients, I call them brand heroes as well. And, and, you know, and so it's because the whole point of the summit was we want to make you the hero of your brand so that you can yeah. serve the people that you're there to serve. Right. Uh, superheroes in general, they're not superheroes because of who they are. They're superheroes because of what they do for the people they serve. Um, the feeling that they of, of security, the the protection, the, the the good things that they do for their for the world and their community. And so that was really the mindset behind it. Um, when I really started thinking about the marketing, like, what do we want to do? Because when you're doing personal branding, it, it really isn't about you. Right. It's about taking the, the the aspects of you that are attractive that connect with your ideal client and then making it about your ideal client and the people that you serve and uh so but yeah my subscription clients i we jokingly call them brand heroes at this point so it's become a, a common theme in my business that's brilliant thanks so much aaron anything else you want to add before we wrap up no i, I mean you know invest in your photos and at the very least get rid of that gray box on LinkedIn. You know, I, you know, do something that, because I, it, there's a part of me that every time I see somebody that, that I come across, I almost feel like I should reach out to them and say, Hey, I can fix one of your biggest problems on LinkedIn. You know, all, all I need is a couple hours. Um, you, you know, uh, it's, it is a social network. It is, and especially these days when you can't meet in person that much for, for most people, like having that picture that is relatable and shows you your face and, and has a smile of some sort. And yet like that is holding you back professionally if you don't fix that problem. So hundred oh, percent, you know, leave that little soapbox thing there. But yeah, I'd, um, you know, I reach out to me if you want to talk, uh, follow the, you know, follow me on, on LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh, it's at the personal brand photog on Instagram. And that's uh, also my domain name, the personal brand photog. And of course there's the podcast, your personal brand, where we talk about your personal brand. Yeah. Check out the, the podcast because I'm on a, an episode coming out in the new year. I think it's really soon. It's like right at the end of December or the beginning of, of January. So I, I haven't scheduled out all of the uh, this December and January episodes yet. I have a few more to record. And uh, but yeah, so it's it's coming out within the next month. Awesome. So I am on it, but also there's millions of, well, not millions, lots and lots of other great people that Aaron has been speaking to as well. Thank you so much for your time and I will chat to you soon. Yep. Thank you very much, Megan. Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words. Social media, if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin there where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch 
Thank you so much for getting this far. If you want a little bit more though, these episodes actually go out live every Tuesday at 8pm Western Standard Time here in Western Australia at 8pm, which if you're in Canada or America, that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the UK, it'll be over your lunch break. I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.